Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. All right, thank you for tuning in to Chomping Up a Bit. This is episode number 26. Now, this episode, I do want to look back to the NBA Finals, which at the end, LeBron said he wanted his respect. And I did say when he said that, that I was going to get into the whole, I guess, LeBron's place in uh, history. More importantly, you know, LeBron versus Jordan because that's the comparison that everybody makes. Um, not going to do that on this episode, but I kind of wanted to take a step back and mainly look at players today and kind of see what, you know, that's what the 2020 season ending Sunday. And then we're now getting into off season of the next season, which will start whenever, whether it's December or January, I was wondering who are the top 10 players going into next season? Of course, following this season. And, you know, with that, some players who maybe got hurt during the season or maybe didn't even play at all, if any, during the season, they may have gotten knocked down my list, but I feel like that's kind of the first step in looking at LeBron wanting respect. So I guess I'll give him the respect that he's looking for. And then by the end of the episode, I guess I'll take a deeper look into, I guess, what respect he feels like he's missing. Because, of course, if he wants respect, there has to be some type of respect that he's looking for. So, so with that, I guess we'll start top 10 players. Um, I feel like, you know, LeBron and Anthony Davis, you know, took the Lakers to the finals. They won it all. LeBron was named finals MVP, which is it's the biggest award you can win in any year. So I would say with that, you'd probably have to start your list. With LeBron being, you know, the top player following last season, going into next season. Now, of course, you know, that's, you know, contingent upon, you know, he'll be 36 by the time next season starts. And as they always say, father time is undefeated. So he may go into next season being number one, but that doesn't mean he's going to end next season as the top player in the league and as I go through this list you'll kind of see some of the guys who you know if they step their game up if they add a little element to their game they could easily jump up into that top spot at least for the first couple of guys on the list but with LeBron being number one 
I guess it's, you know, you know, he's still a force offensively. He doesn't have a complete offensive game. As you know, I still believe he's not that consistent of a jump shooter. But, I mean, you know, getting to the rim, he's one of the top players at doing that today. Um, he still has his issues from the free throw line. But, I mean, he's a guy when he wants to get into that mode where... I guess he wants to dominate, which he doesn't do all the time, but he is a triple-double threat. You know, he can get you 25, 30 points. You know, 10 assists, he can do that pretty easily as he is a willing passer. A lot of times to a fault. I mean, you've heard me say on here a few times throughout these episodes that there are times where I felt throughout the playoffs that you know, LeBron probably could have asserted himself more, but, you know, he's at this point, he is what he is. So, willing passer, and he also, you know, helps out rebounding as well. And, I mean, you do, if you look at his history, and whenever he, you know, has gone to new teams, sure, he's gone and paired up with at least another star player he has shown the ability to get them to the playoffs or and then a lot of times get them to the finals he hasn't won every time he's gone to the finals we all know that but I'll still say at least for now since he did win the finals MVP he has pushed off the conversation of you know, who's taken over for him, at least for another few months until we get into next season. So LeBron, number one. Number two. So now at this point, I guess two through ten, you may have different guys. But this is just my opinion based off of what I've seen. So, like I say, you know, if you have any comments on that definitely put that comment section or you know message facebook twitter all that so number two for me this may be a surprise but i'm actually gonna put anthony davis number two and i feel like these playoffs probably did the most for his reputation especially in the finals you know we saw a guy who was dominant defensively, was a great rim protector. He's also versatile enough to switch out onto a guard on the perimeter and hold his own, more than hold his own, because he's athletic enough to stay with ball handlers as they try to get to the rim. He can also contest jump shots out in the perimeter. You know, if you try to post up against him, he's a good post defender, contests a lot of shots, But if you look at him offensively, he's versatile offensively as well with the ability to play inside, uh, around the rim, mid-range. He can pull up, very comfortable, knock him down most of the time. And he'll even take you out to the three-point line and either pull up or he has the ability to take um, 
bigger defenders off the dribble get to the rim. As I said before, he was a guy who, all growing up, he was a point guard because he actually wasn't that tall, you know, all of his playing career. And I'm talking about like high school. Then he shoots up one year, became a big man, but he still had his point guard tendencies. So that's why when you watch him play, he's a good ball handler and versatile offensively and defensively. So Anthony Davis is number two. And I mean, he does have little injury issues here and there seemingly each year. But I think he's a guy that, you know, if he can put together a complete season and be relatively injury free, continue his dominance defensively. And I would say the one thing he might want to add offensively is, well, even defensively, he will, um, he does have the tendency to get into foul trouble, which takes him off the floor. And if you're not on the floor, then you're just hurting your team. So I guess if he plays a little smarter defensively, doesn't reach in sometimes. And then offensively, maybe play around the rim a little more because he, he does have a good low post game, but it does seem like he kind of drifts out a little bit only because he knows that he's comfortable out there. So with that, I think Anthony Davis is number two. I have at number three, the reigning MVP, two-time MVP, Giannis Attentacumpo or Greek Freak. And so for him, I'm sure a lot of people may put him number two. Some may even say he's the best player in the game today, but I feel like I have to take I had to take into account that you know, the Bucks came into the playoffs, top seed in the East, actually had the best record overall in the NBA. But the way that they, you know, bowed out to the Miami Heat in the second round, I had to knock him a little bit. And, you know, he's a guy who I feel like has understood the flaws in his game and he continues to work on them. You know, offensively, he's not a good outside shooter. I mean, mid-range, he's he's a decent mid-range shooter, but a lot of his points come around the rim, and you do see that he is putting in the work offensively, you know, from working more on the perimeter. He's a willing shooter. I mean, he'll take a three, a three or two occasionally during the game, which I feel like, you know, showing signs that he is working on it defensively he's another guy like Anthony Davis you know they are bigger guys but they are athletic enough to you know cover a guard on a pick and roll they can cover big men down low you know Giannis is Giannis is a rim protector I mean you may look at him he's you know a tall like real thin guy but he protects the rim he's a great rebounder and he's a guy that can, you know, grab a defensive rebound, initiate the fast break, and he'll either get to the rim himself with his Euro step or whatever, or he can, you know, kick it out to one of the shooters that they put around him in Milwaukee. So I think 
He's another guy who can affect the game offensively and defensively. So with that, I put him at number three. So as you can see right now from the first couple of guys here, I am prioritizing guys who are you know, pretty good to great defensively and offensively. So with that number four, uh, I have Kawhi Leonard or The Claw. Kawhi Leonard is an interesting guy because, you know, he has the whole load management thing, which I don't like. And I think because of that, I knocked him down to four because Kawhi is another guy that some people going into this year and especially going into the bubble portion of this year, we're looking at Kawhi Leonard as being the top guy in the league. But for me, I mean, seeing that he kind of lingers around it seems like 65 games a year maybe a little more but he doesn't really play 75 games 80 games or even an 82 game schedule he doesn't do that um offensively he's a guy who over time has definitely developed his game when he first came out from uh was it university of uh San Diego State, yeah, he was at San Diego State. He was a guy, you know, offensively was more mid-range, around the rim. But as he's gotten into the league, he's, you know, furthered his game where he's not a great three-point shooter, but he is a guy who can beat you from out there. He's, you know, developed into a a good enough three-point shooter that you do have to pay attention to him out there. You can't just leave him wide open. Um... He's, I would say, gotten ball handling better. He can get to the rim. Uh, he also do like, you know, a couple dribbles to the right, pull up. Uh, same thing going left. And, you know, that moment against was it the Sixers a couple of years ago still is a moment that's going to be remembered for years to come where he hit that big three in the corner. As the buzzer is going off, it bounced on the rim like four times and went in. So he's a guy who takes the final shot, has no problem doing it. Um, he's seen as a leader in the locker room, even though on the court he's, I mean, he comes across as a quiet guy, although I've seen him be more vocal these past couple of years than when he was in San Antonio. It's understandable. San Antonio had a lot of veterans on that team, so he was just finding his place. But, and then defensively, we all know about him. He's, you know, he's got really long arms and he's got big hands as well. So a lot of times when he gets his hand on the ball for a rebound, I mean, it's his, nobody's getting it away from him. He gets into the passing lane. He's always one of the top guys in steals in the league. So, you know, he can affect the game offensively and defensively, just like the guys above him. So, he's my number four guy. Number five might be another surprise to you, but I put Luka Doncic. I love Luka Doncic's game. You know, he's a young guy, although he does have experience because he's been playing. He was playing overseas when he was 15, so by the time he was drafted in the NBA, he was already kind of a seasoned pro. Um... And you can see it in his game. He understands 
his limitations. He understands where, where his spots are on the floor. So he gets there, and once he gets there, he, you know, he goes to work. He'll post up smaller guards. He'll take big guys off the dribble. He'll, you know, do a step back mid range jumper. He'll step back from three. He's a great passer. He's just a playmaker, all around playmaker. He's a triple double threat guy, a lot like the guys above him on this list. Um, defensively, he is a little lacking, but. I mean, he's a—he's at least you know a willing defender. You know, he'll—he'll he'll try. I give him that. He tries on defense. He'll come up with a steal here or there. Uh, but for the most part, if you are a bet, one of the better ball handlers, you can get by him. But but yeah, I—I I just think for as young as he is, you know, there's still a lot of room to grow for him so you know these years coming where you know like once LeBron's gone or you know Anthony Davis gets later on in his career Luke is a guy who at some point could be the best player in the league he's one of those guys so I think for now putting him at number five may be a little high to some of you but is, there's no denying that Luka is not one of the more exciting players in the league. And he's on a young, up-and-coming Dallas team. So for the next few years to come, he should be in the playoffs, getting on that national stage. So Luka's my number five guy. Uh, number six, I have Steph Curry. I mean, he's going to be coming back from injury. He had the broken hand. I want to say it was his right hand. Um, but Steph is a guy where, you know, he has limitless range, which is the ultimate weapon for that Golden State team. And Golden State's going to be interesting team looking at next year because with all the injuries that they had, they're going to have a top pick, uh, the number two pick in the draft. So they're in a place where, you know, they're not really rebuilding it's only because of the injuries that they had such a bad season. So it's going to be a quick turnaround there. You know, take the one year out of the playoffs. They should be in the playoffs next year. And Steph Curry is going to be the leader on that team to get them there. But, but yeah, offensively, limitless range. You know, probably the best three-point shooter in the league today. How powerful is Cox Internet? So powerful that one day... Your daughter will be able to simulate a soccer match against some of the world's best players right from your backyard. Get gig speeds powered by fiber from Cox. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Internet delivered through Cox's hybrid fiber coax network. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions apply. This episode is made possible by PwC. Invest in a cooler future and be part of the climate solution. Critical challenges require critical thinking, and that's why ESG is part of the new equation. Learn more at thenewequation.com. You know, he has good ball handling skills. He can get to the rim and finish around the rim. You know, he can pull it from the mid-range. Great free throw shooter, so if you do foul him, that's automatic points. Um... He's a, you know, he's a playmaker as well. He can 
dish the ball to. Defensively, he's another guy who's not, you know, defense is not in his strong suit. But, I mean, he more than makes up for it with his three-point shot. So, I have Curry at number six. Seven, it's another guy who was hurt this year. I have Kevin Durant. And I think the only reason I have Durant at seven is because the nature of his injury. Like, Curry was his hand. And, you know, fully expect his hand to heal. And he should be the same. Durant, he had the Achilles injury. And with Achilles injuries, you never know if that will take anything from that from him athletically. I just need to see what he's going to look like coming back before I move him back up, you know, in the top three, four in the league. So because, you know, Durant when healthy definitely a top player so i just knocked him down to seven because of the injury and i haven't seen him playing a little bit so out of respect i had to keep him in the top 10 because like i said he's a guy who's almost seven foot tall great scorer you know he can he has he can make any shot that you need you want to post him up fine he can work down there you want to give him the ball, high post, let him make a quick move, pull up. He can do that too. You, you need a big three. He'll definitely take that shot. More times than that, he'll knock it down. He's another guy. If you you know foul him, he's a great free throw shooter. Defensively, he's probably a little better defensively than some people may give him credit for as... You know, he's a guy who's athletic enough to guard uh, quicker guards off the, off the pick. He's not the biggest guy, so, you know, if he does get switched onto a big man, big man can't probably punish him down low. But with his length, he can at least, you know, jump, make an attempt and, a, you know, affect a fadeaway or a hook shot or something down low. He'll block the occasional shot, but you, I wouldn't look for him as a rim protector once again because he's not that big of a guy in terms of build. But, you know, he is, like I said, like I think he's listed at 6, I want to say 6'10", but with some of these taller players, they're actually a little taller than that, then they'll knock their size down for whatever reason. But, but yeah, he's another guy who plays both sides both ends of the court and probably probably the best scorer in the league in terms of he just makes it look effortless and and then defensively he holds his own so i put him at number seven with the notion that if he does come back from the injury and looks like how he did before i would definitely put him up higher once next season rolls around number eight is a guy who's won mvp previously i mean i'm not as high on him as some people are which is why he's number eight on my list but i went with james harden and i have him at eight because you know he doesn't have the prettiest game to watch 
It's actually maddening to watch him play offensively. But you have to give it to him for results. You know, he definitely takes advantage of uh, the refs today where, you know, he'll get to the rim a lot, you know, embellish fouls, you know, throw his head back. And he gets the call more often than that. So I have to give it to him as infuriating as it is. And he's a guy who can knock down free throws. He's he's definitely a perimeter player. But, you know, if you get too far up on him on the perimeter, he does have good enough ball handles to get by his defender and get to the rim and finish around the rim. Or at least, as I said before, if he doesn't finish around the rim, get to the foul line, make his shots there. You know, he has that patented um, step back three that he takes a lot. And when he's hitting them, He's great, but he's does have a lot of games on his resume where he'll be off and it's a brick show for him. So if you get cut down on those games, I would move him up and probably put some more motion, you know, into his offense, get some easier shots instead of, you know, dribble, 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 more dribble. Step back three, you know, diversify his offensive game. He'll definitely move up. Now, defensively, that's a whole other story. You know, some people say that he's a good low post defender. I guess he's a, I mean, I will say he's a better low post defender than perimeter defender because on perimeter, there's a lot of stretches where he looks like he's not even interested in guys get around him with ease and he becomes a liability at least in the post he will you know he'll body up a guy get a steal here or there and and he does rebound well from the perimeter especially on long rebounds he'll take those and turn them into a fast break going the other way so he is a guy who will get triple doubles and and when he gets a triple double, it'll be like forty-five points, you know, ten rebounds, eleven assists type stuff. So, yeah, he's a guy I have at number eight. Like I said, if their new coach, uh, which looks like it'll be uh, Ty Lu, I think he signed a five-year deal down there. So I do want to see what offense Ty Lu brings. I'm hoping that he doesn't let them run that same stand around and watch offense because it is an absolute bore to watch. But yeah, so I have Harden at number eight. Number nine, actually number nine and ten may be a surprise. Nine, I have Nikola Jokic, the big man out of Denver. He's another guy I absolutely love watching him play. You know, he's, you look at him, he's not an athletic guy. He just finds a way to make plays. He's a gifted passer as a big man, which, I mean, if you watch European basketball or whatever, or at least the European guys coming into the NBA, a lot of the big men are good passers. But Jokic also has really good handles for a big man. And he can finish around the rim. He 
He's crafty in the paint as well. He'll do like an up and under, you know, up fake, and then swoop in under the defender as they go up in the air. He can shoot mid-range. You know, he has his spot-up three that he'll take, and if you leave him open, he'll knock him down. If you crowd his space, you know, that percentage does go down a lot, but playing off of Jamal Murray when Murray gets into the paint and the big man sags down, he'll, he does get his uh, his share of wide open threes from, from the top and he'll knock them down. Defensively, I mean, he can play the center position pretty well. He, he will affect shots at the rim. I don't think he's a big shot blocker because he's not like a He's not a high leaper, but when, you know, guards get to the rim, he can affect your shot. He's a, he is a good rebounder in the, in the crowd. And he's another guy who will get the rebound and start the offense going back the other way on his own. So he'll grab the rebound and he'll start dribbling down and he's very comfortable doing it. You know, if the big man wants to reach, He'll go behind the back or something, get around them, and then he'll either kick it in the corners or he can, you know, finish around the rim. So I have Jokic at nine. And I think he's a guy who may benefit as he continues to transform his body because it seems like he's, it definitely seems like, you know, when they took the break and came back to the bubble, like he lost some weight. So I think if he can maybe lose a little more and maybe get, a little stronger he'll definitely benefit from that uh, my number 10 guy and last guy on my top 10 list this is another interesting one Russell Westbrook I think he may be a little higher than some people may think I don't know if everybody looks at Westbrook as a top 10 player in the league but Westbrook's another guy love watching him play because I just love his energy he goes 100 miles an hour all game, every game. Sure, he may take some shots that make you want to scream and throw something at the TV, but he's a guy who I will take on my team any day. I will root for him no matter what. Um, you know, he's a guy who, like when he's on the court, if you're not wearing his jersey, he wants nothing to do with you and he will trash talk you. He'll do it all on the court and I love it. Offensively, he's more of a mid-range and in type guy. Um, in the mid-range, he does have that bank shot that he'll take and make. You know, the shot that Tim Duncan and Scottie Pippen, guys like that, uh, went to a lot. Westbrook has that. Um Westbrook is one of the better guard finishers around the rim. Not just layups. He will dunk it on some big man when he wants to. Um, defensively, he's a pest because the same energy he plays with on offense, he does the same on defense. And he's also another triple-double type guy as he did it for you know his MVP year. End of the year with a triple-double. That's what he averaged. So... So yeah, like I said, defensively, he'll pressure the ball. He'll get under ball handler's skin. He'll switch it on a bigger man, and he'll hold his own because he is a stronger guy. 
and yeah, he's another two-way player. So for that reason, I put him in the top ten over some other guys. Like um, so, these are the guys who are probably in that next group, just outside the top ten. So I took Westbrook over, you know, like a Damian Lillard or a Kyrie, depending on how you feel about Kyrie. Um, or uh, Embiid or Devin Booker, you know, Jason Tatum, guys like that. Those are the guys who fall into that next group where they could easily move up top 10 next year. And some of these in the top 10 could easily fall out next year based off of whatever. But there you have it. That's my top 10, you know, following this past season and looking ahead going into next season just to recap I've got LeBron at 1 Anthony Davis at 2 Greek Freak Giannis 3 Kawhi Leonard 4 Luka Doncic 5 Steph Curry 6 Kevin Durant 7 James Harden 8 Nikola Jokic 9 Russell Westbrook 10 and as I said when I started this list definitely let me know if you agree with it that's fine if you don't even better let me know how you would have put your top 10 or you know let me go let me know who i may have left off my top 10 who i put in my top 10 and shouldn't be in the top 10 whatever definitely let me know so i guess with that just to end the show real quick so the whole LeBron respect thing, as you see, I put him at number one for today. So you can't get any more respect than that. So it has to be more on a historic uh, type of context. And for me, whether you have LeBron as the GOAT, you have Michael Jordan as the GOAT, Will Chamberlain, Bill Russell, whoever, I feel like the fact that LeBron is in the conversation is a big sign of respect. The fact that most people only compare him to Jordan is a you know the biggest sign of respect because to most people, Jordan is the GOAT. So if you get compared to that, that means you're clearly getting people's attention. So if it's the fact that not 100% of the people put him as the GOAT, that's the respect that he wants, well... That may be a fight he's not going to win because I, for one, don't have him as the GOAT. So, not to say he can't get there, I guess. Depends on what he does, I guess, the rest of his career. But, yeah. Like I said, the fact that he's in the conversation and gets compared to Jordan only there's your sign of respect to me either there's other guys you could compare him to and you could probably get a good argument out of it you know if you wanted to compare him to Kobe or even guys like you know Larry Bird back in the day which it's another thing if you you know talk to a group of people about greatest of all time there's a lot of greats who you could say get disrespected in the conversation. And I could probably get into that in another episode because 
I could probably put a top 10 list of guys who get disrespected when it comes to, you know, to historical standing. You know what? I probably will do that in an episode. That would be a interesting list. So, but yeah, so there you have it. I feel like, you know, LeBron does have the respect that he's for some reason seeking. And I still feel like the comment didn't make any sense. And for those who, you know, don't like LeBron, that comment just gave them fuel, you know, to just hate him even more. And of course, the ones who are his biggest fans look at that comment and I mean, he was speaking right to them and they prior they probably loved every minute of it. So but hey, that's that's LeBron for you. When he says something, you know, you have one half that love it, the other half can't stand him for it. So there you are. But like I said, with that, um, it's like a good place to to end this episode. So thank you for tuning in. If you're new here, hope you like what you heard and, you know, like the show or follow, subscribe, whatever platform you're listening. And those of you who've been sticking sticking it out with me all this time, appreciate you as well. You know what to do. Um, also, you know, let some people know about the show. Like I said, try to grow the audience. But thanks for tuning in. Be safe out there. And I will catch you next episode. All right. How powerful is Cox Internet? So powerful that one day your daughter will be able to simulate a soccer match against some of the world's best players right from your backyard. Get gig speeds powered by fiber from Cox. It's internet built for tomorrow, today. Internet delivered through Cox's hybrid fiber coax network. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions apply.